This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with muck delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Watching Leicester Till I Die TV. Coming early. What's he doing? <laughs> Go away, Brad. Go away, Brad. But good evening, good day, good night, goodbye. Hello, how are you? I hope you are all well. Welcome to a long and my mouse has stopped working. Just before I came live, it was saying that Twitter wasn't working either. So it's gonna be one of those shows, I'll tell you. There we go. Get in the queue, Brad, and wait. You can come in last now. You know there's no queue jumping. What are you doing, Bradley? Right, welcome along. We are live tonight, but we are actually live on 
out of the channel. LTID TV plus one minus three divided by two times by five. More commonly known as um, LTID TV, the quiz channel. Yes. I've been naughty again. Um, I got my bottom slapped. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, the, the silver lining with being naughty, I guess, isn't it? Uh, I was 24 hours off a YouTube strike and they went and put me on another one. So I had 24, day, well, 24 hours clear. So I am uh, now banned on the main channel. This will be uploaded to the main channel, but I just can't go live on there at the moment. So it, it, as I say, it's another strike. Or as we like to call it on the LTID TV, we call it doing a Dave. Um, so we, uh, we we will try and get uh, back on as soon as possible. But it is LTID TV from Leicester Tolladay. Thank you for joining us, whether you're watching or listening uh, via your favourite podcast platform. Um, do join in the comments. Add them below if you're watching it on Catch Up or join in. Just keep it respectful. Uh, I've got to say thank you, first of all, to two new members this week. And that is uh, John Pugh. Thank you so very much, John. And Mike Green. Brilliant, Mike. That is a pleasure, and thank you so much for uh, becoming a member. And congratulations on getting the job. Um, uh, it obviously um, was going to uh, make a big difference to you. Um, what we've got here, Facebook user. Uh, ooh, Top went to, your, to buy a Lamborghini and said he bought a winger. His name is Mavrididi. He cuts him with his left, hits him with his right, and when he scores a goal again... We'll sing the song all night. Fair play. I don't know who you are, Facebook user, because you're not registered, so it's just coming up. But I actually do quite like that. I was worried there that I brought that up a bit early, and it might have been a little bit rude. But um, <laughs> I trust my I trust my followers too much, don't I? And Stuart is in as well. Good evening, Stuart. How are you? Look, let's uh, let's be doing. You can actually catch all uh, Less Until I Die TV bits on Bob's. All on our social medias. Yes, I have still got it as Twitter because I can't be asked to change it to X. I always thought X was a comedian on BGT, but apparently it's now social media. Um... Luke, good evening, sir. Yes, no, well, I am. Like I said at the start, I am on the quiz channel. So if you go to LTID TV, the quiz channel, you can watch us live on there, mate. Um, Rudy is in. Rudy, how the devil are you, sir? It has been a while. Welcome along. And Terence is in. Terence, thank you for coming in. Welcome a along. I will be uploading this, uh, like I say, to the main channel tonight, but it takes about three hours to do it. So, um, but it's the debate show. It's back. Let's bring my guests in. Uh, he couldn't wait to get in before. He was jumping the queue. Uh, and so, for, what's on me, bloody mouse? So, for that reason. Uh, I'm going to make him wait. I'm going to bring in the boss, the big well, man. Hello. <laughs> I wasn't well, expecting that. I wasn't. I thought I'd be right at the bottom of the queue. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm saying nothing about you being used to being the bottom. How how the devil are you? Wonderful. What are you doing to your mouse? I don't know, but everything's gone wrong today. It could be. I was, right. I was up at some unearthly hour. Who suggested that I do a breakfast show from 7 o'clock in the morning? What I'm idiot came up I'm with that idea? I think some guy down pool. <laughs> <laughs> Next time he comes up with an idea like that, tell him to shut the. Oh. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> and I tell you what, if you do, I tell you what, if you do like something big in the morning that can last three hours, 
<laughs> tune in to Surrey Hills Radio, surreyhillsradio.co.uk. Um, I'm certainly big. I don't know if I could last three hours. I don't think I ever could do. But uh, check me out on there every morning, 7 till 10, with The Breakfast Show. Um, but you well, Dave? Yeah, good, mate. Thank you. Good. Good. Right, let's bring, well, one of the, one of the other two's got a beard. One of them hasn't. Let's bring the one in that has got the beard and say, hello, Katie. <laughs> I tried to have a shave as well today. I'm sorry. You knew that was coming when I was saying that, didn't you? Like death and taxes, Chris, like death and taxes. Yes, exactly. Well, welcome back, returning after your, uh, your quiz the other night. Yeah, I won't call it a success, but... I didn't say success, I just said your quiz. Look, it's the taking part in this day and age. Apparently so, apparently so. That's what Brad says. (laughs) (laughs) One day, day, you know, I think even if I gave Brad the answers before the quiz, (laughs) he'd still still come last. (laughs) Hello, Brad. How the devil are you? I, I was all right. I'd say I'm hurt by your comments, but sadly, you're probably not wrong, mate. I could have the answers on my hand and I'd probably get sweaty and not be able to read them. You'd lose the answers anyway, let's be honest with you. Uh, if I don't lose the answers, I'll forget the question. That's my <laughs> motto, mate. Uh, um, uh, well, if you go to... Let me uh, let me put a link in the, uh, in the chat for people. Um... And then you can, then you can go across and watch us in glorious technical or whatever it is. So there we go, Luke. Right. Um, let's 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 get this uh, show on the road, as they say. Bloody mouse! I'm going to put this in the bin in a minute. Um, we made a sign in, everybody. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've gone from somewhere Say that again, sorry, Kate. That's not a defender. That's not a defender. No, but he, well, we might have to go back to that with Connor <laughs> Cody, but we'll bring him up later. Um, <laughs> oh, my God, Brad's dying. Fact, That's never <laughs> a good sign. Sign of the apocalypse is Jesus is ill. Yeah. Is that we're going to have to keep the show short. Brad might have to, if, he just, if he slowly slips down in his chair, we'll know something's gone wrong. But, Kate, I mean, yes, I mean, you're right. Uh, there have been defenders, but it's, it's a winger. Uh, and it's a winger that we've not got in on loan. Yeah, we own somebody. Yes. Are you, young. are you excited by the signing? Yeah, I am. I think our forward options have been fairly limited for probably three or four seasons, to be honest. And obviously losing mm. Harvey, Perez, a few of the wider options, it left us a bit, well, very short, didn't it, really? And we've seen that Daka can't do that, do that position at all. Vardy's... Sometimes gets shoved out there and doesn't do it either. So yeah, it's exciting. Is Brad, your thoughts on him? Uh, an ex Arsenal wonder kid. Yeah, well, we can we can forgive him for being an ex Arsenal. Um, it's just happy to see uh, not just a winger bringing in. I mean, look, we'll leave all the other people to say is he going to be as good as Mares and all that when 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 the time happens. But. Um, yeah, I'm happy with it. Uh, like you said, at least we're not just loaning these in and not having some convoluted contracts where if they, I don't know, have 752 touches or more or play 36 and a half games, we have to sign them. It's 
He's our player on a five-year deal. So it's matching the long-term plan with these contracts and players we're bringing in. So, um, yeah, I'm happy with it. It's needed. No. Um, um, Terry, so to say, sorry, it is, um, you have to be subscribed to the other channel for the notifications to come to be notified about them coming live on that one. Uh, so please feel free to, to, to subscribe to the quiz channel, um, which obviously Brad looks after for us. Uh, it's only because, like I say, I've, I've been a little bit naughty that I've oh. to do it this way. Um, a varied career, Dave. Uh, Derby born attacker, he's played in England, Italy, and France. Uh, before deciding to make his return to the Midlands, uh, a product of Arsenal's academy, after beginning his youth career at Southend United, Mavidi is it Mavidi signed a professional contract uh, with the Gunners in 2015, gained football league experience via loan spells at Charlton and Preston North End. Um, formerly in England youth international, uh, it, it's, it's a step in the right direction, isn't it? Well, it's a hell of a CV for, what is he, 25, 26? Um, Very good question. Yeah, it's it's not a bad uh, career, is it? Or is it? Well, (laughs) to put it on the other side of foot, of course, he's he's been around a bit. I mean, five years is is probably one of the longest contracts we've offered, isn't it, from a new player? Um, Oh, I think five years... I mean, we've we've got. It'll be thirty by the time the contract's up, which is no age, I know. But if you're it's, a speedy it's not... winger, it's. Yeah. But yeah, but the thing is, though, um, Kane, as you got your name there, um, you, if in a couple of years he decides he wants to move, or Chelsea decides that they want to come in for another Leicester player, sorry, Chris, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Carry on. Honestly, it's always about, the olden's, isn't it? I thought he was talking about Kate, who spelt a name wrong, but then I've just realised I put Kane in. Yeah, whatever. It's been a long day. It's been a long week. Welcome along to children's TV. <laughs> somebody, somebody beat me up now, please. <laughs> yeah, you the breakfast show. That's what I want. You're right, Chris. I mean, it's. Um, but we, if, he, if he's good in two years, then we've still got him on a yeah, three-year you know, three contract. We can still ask a decent amount for him. Yeah, I mean, we always expect a year of nothing, don't we? Unfortunately, we haven't really got that sort of time now, but um, at least he's had the experience. I don't know. I, I don't get too excited. I got excited about one or two of our guys last year with mm-hmm. the first games, and I don't think anything happened after that, so... Yeah. Mike's in. Good afternoon. Good evening, Mike. Um, Steve, Steffi is a great player with excellent flair and control. I think she's gone downhill since she stopped playing at Wimbledon, but, you know, that's, that's yeah. just me. Yeah, brilliant, if that's the case. I mean, um, mm. we'll, see. we'll see. We will. We will. I mean, Juventus, Kate, that's not a bad place to, 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 to get somebody from, is it? No, not at all. Not at all. Obviously, had some good pedigree. Mm. Um but yeah, like Dave said, I think we've just got to see see what happens because the championship is a big test for anyone, especially some of our players going down there who've not had that experience before. So um, I hope that he's going to add some flair and control. Um, mm. But I don't want him to be another Tete where we have an Aston Villa performance and then. Is it a curse, Kate? Is it a curse of 
whenever we just sign a winger because we have this with under. I mean, me and Brad were were, were, good, you know, were big fans of under. Uh, maybe we went over the top on him. See what I did there? Yeah, never mind. Very good. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is what they want. Um, <laughs> I mean, whoever we seem to get, there's always that comparison to Mares, who's obviously now gone off to Saudi. Should we should say, look, just go in, give them time, because these ones that have come in on loan deals haven't really sort of been given a run of games. And we'd like, we know what Ian Acho is capable of if he's got a run of games. When these players aren't getting run of games, they're not going to be able to perform at the best, are they? No, not at all. I think some of the players in particular, like Nacho, is just a form player, isn't he? You've got to play him regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still as frustrating, though. Even if he got regular game time, it can be really frustrating. But uh, Perez was really a number 10, wasn't he? He was shoved out there out of position. Um, yeah. Tete, I think he's incredibly young and didn't have a lot of experience as such, um, a lot of game time. So hopefully, Mad Badidi can... He's had enough pedigree, he's had enough training, enough, enough good clubs, been around some great players, no doubt. So mm. um, hopefully he can bring that, bring that to us. Maybe Brad, uh, being a Brazilian, he'd be better playing down the centre. Wow. <laughs> yeah. He, <laughs> he did, I, I expected it. I prepared myself for it, for God's sake. Uh, I, I, again, I think the problem we've had is a certain manager kept buying players that were stronger in other positions and are not playing them there. Mm. You know, you know, um, like like Kate said, and Perez made the statement himself when he came here. I'm a number 10. I don't want to be playing out on the wing. Okay. And, and this manager, in his infinite wisdom, went, okay, I'll play you on the wing. Uh, you know my thoughts on Perez as a winger. He's hopeless. This is very true. I'm not going to reject that statement now he's not here. He but is you, hopeless you, but as that's a winger. just generally, not just on as a winger, is it? Well, yeah, well, and you're not yeah, talking well, about uh, this manager, are you? Bellend. I mean... I mean, the video didn't play my end, but I know which one it was, so yeah. <laughs> You've muted yourself. Yeah. There we go. No, my phone delayed, so it muted oh, as the video played my end. So there you go, delayed system. It's all going wrong. <laughs> if we get to the end of this show, it's going to be a bloody miracle. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Saturday, just... everybody. We're still out of yeah. it. Yeah, we're still going. 12 hours live. We've got on to question two. But Brad, um, he, he's... Been, you know, he won the title, Serie A title with Juventus. Um, he's the most capped English player in uh, French league. Um, he he, ju- he sounds too good to be true. Uh, I don't want to kind of um, take a whid on anybody's chips here, but winning the Serie A title with Juventus is it's not been that impressive as it was years ago. I remember when AC into Juve, they would fight to the very last day for a title. The, the Italian leagues died out a little bit. Uh, the French league, okay, apart from that one season where we got Samare from, it's been PSG owned and brought and won for many a year. I don't like reading into other leagues. Um, and I know people might say that about the Premiership. I'm sure they do. I'm sure the Italians and the French all sit there and go, well, the Premier League's just the same. But you feel like there's a bit more of a strong competitive um, we, we've got amount of teams. teams that compete for it rather than exactly, exactly. Team. Well, yeah, exactly. But whereas it's not like it's not like you're sitting there saying, you know, Juventus always win it. 
but it's very rarely that the other teams are at a constant pace. It's usually Juventus. Now, I know this season, maybe a certain player that we'll get onto has suddenly changed his mind because they're not in Europe and have had a bit of a disaster, but I don't read too much into their young younger years winning it. It's still impressive, but that that's where we lose the hype train, isn't it? That's where the hype train goes up here because we hear they played for the Juventus and realistically, it should be more mm. down here. Now I've killed the mood. I will see you all later. I'm going to say, I was quite happy. Well, we, um, well, I'd just like to say that Amati won the title with Leicester, which is what helped oh. to get him Well, away. we know that, Dave. He's your favourite player. We get it. We get it, Dave. Amati's yeah, your favourite player. Hey, is, there a player is there a player you hate that we can avoid? Because it's been Perez and Vestergaard for, for Brad. It's been for Marty. Is there a player that we need to avoid with yourself? Uh, no, not really. I think Amati's up there for me. And yeah, very very unpopular, I'm sure. But Harvey Barnes last season drove me bonkers, absolutely bonkers. Yeah, so that's I must admit, I I drive a Ford, but there we go, that's just me. Um, I don't hate Amati, I just think (sighs) you should never play a guy in defense who makes so many mistakes. That's all I said. So, if that wasn't his fault. That well, was that was he was being played yeah. in the wrong place. Yeah, he was, but he's me. a professional footballer, and to not be able to trap a ball or to, you know, lose control in an important position—that's his fault. You know, he's not practicing his skills properly. I mean, he paid a lot of money. Anyway, he's gone. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 you told me that your therapist told you it was good <laughs> to talk. <laughs> Get these things off your chest. I'm excited. I, I'm looking at this, and I, I've, I've do, had to do a few championship shows just recently. And last night we did the, um, the prediction league. Dan came on um, on that, and I want—I just want to sort of do touch on that in a second. But I, I'm optimistic rather than excited, Kate, because I don't necessarily think everybody's saying Leicester's going to finish first. We don't—we don't do well when we're not the underdog. Um, and I just think that it might be a bit much too soon, but we the players we seem to be buying at least seem to be the right players. We're getting excited. Well, a couple of us are getting excited by them. You know, I don't remember anybody getting excited when you know Bertrand walked through the door or, or, or you know Perez walked through the door. Um, you know, even we were going like, "Who the hell's phase and what have you? So, but this is get, at least getting. Well, for me, I'm getting excited. So maybe it's just yeah, it, feels a bit it feels a bit different this year because we're doing it early. Yeah. yeah. And there's hopefully no risk of a silver debacle. Yeah. Um, mm. But Mr. 14 seconds. Um, there feels like there's a bit of structure and a bit of planning and strategy that's going into the sign-ins. Um, so maybe Enzo is a bit more uh, demanding and can articulate what he wants better rather than Brendan's wishy-washy plan A bullshit. Um, and... Yeah, I do. I do feel excited. I just, but I never want to get ahead of myself because they've not played yet. It's a different league. We've, we've not been in the championship for ages, so it's not like we have any recent experience, even as fans watching our team in there. And there's a lot of good, oh, oh, a, lot, yeah. a lot of good team. But it's a long time ago, isn't it? Nine years. It's a long time. Not yeah. when you're my age. <laughs> in terms of player wise, there's, there's only Vardy, isn't there? That was that was in the championship. So yeah. um, and all yeah. So. Um, it's going to be it's going to be different, and there's some. I think we said on the previous show there's 19 former Premier League teams in the Championship yes. this year. 
Yes. So it's exciting because it's it's ahead of schedule. It's not deadline day. It's not oh my god, we've not signed anybody, um, and they seem to be in the right places that we need. So. And actually, it's going to be hell of a league as well, isn't it, Kate? I mean, yeah, you think about it. It's going to be hell of a league as well. Every yeah. game is going to be incredible. I mean, the atmosphere they're going to generate. Um, I was reading the. I was at the chiropractors last week, and this is a random story, but they had an, a couple of months old four four two magazine in the waiting room. So I had a quick flick through it, and the number one rated player in the championship, like top ten, the number one was the striker for Coventry. And I was like, oh dear lord. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I think there's some. I think there's some real talent and young talent as well. So um, yeah, it will be it will be a great league. But it's not going to be easy at all. No. Not no. at all. Um, Bradley, we, we, we're used to random stories, aren't we? Yeah, we'll go off. It wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be us if we didn't have random stories. Welcome to our world. Um, okay, let, let, to me, I, the way I see that next season is, I think it's very, um, uh, you know, it's not nice for the other 20-odd teams that they said that the three are coming down are going to be the three that go straight back up. Um, I just think, Leicester are the team, and I'm not disrespecting Leeds or Southampton here, but we are the team that's gone down with that trophy to our name, the Community Shield, sorry, Super Cup to our name, you know, the, the FA Cup to our name in the nine years. And we're the team, I think, that everybody's going to want to, to beat, which will make it even harder for us. Sorry, was that... <laughs> I didn't hear a name at the start. I didn't say, did I not say, I think I said Brad, didn't I? Oh. Yes. Sorry, I, I was there waiting for him to have a name at the end. The that comes in in the corner and does the sign language has gone off. <laughs> yeah, it just... just uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's natural. I mean, be, be, being the favourites out of the three, we'll have an even bigger target on our back. But you want... It's it's a division like like we've said. It's it's filled with former Premier League sides. More recent than others for some, but, you know, there's still some teams in there that will really be up for the challenge you know they've been building they've been in there four five six years so they're they're, they're gonna fancy their chances of not just taking a scout like a victory against Leicester but they're also going to be thinking well you're not going to stroll to the title because that's that that's our aim this season we, we've worked hard maybe um you know one of the teams that was that fell short at the playoffs will think it's their turn this season to have keep building and changing so it's not going to be you'd imagine it's not going to be an easy ride uh as as some people maybe are expecting it i mean you know leicester fans we're we're quite used to trying to ground ourselves i think out of all the fan bases around the world chris when when we won that trophy that sat right behind you well not that exact one but the premier league trophy itself I think even Leicester fans were probably more calm and, and, and reassured that it wasn't going to happen than any other fan base. You know, we had it every week, didn't we? Saying, oh, go on and win the league now, win the league, please, please beat Tottenham and I Arsenal. I spent the whole of that season at work sat next to a Spurs fan. <laughs> and, oh, that was <laughs> great. And every week, every Monday morning, we'd get, unless we were playing Monday night, but every Monday morning we'd go in and we'd go, we're going to cock it up. And I'd look at him and he'd go, no, 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 you're not, because we're going to cock it up. Neither of us were convinced we were <laughs> going to win it. But, um, but I mean, I, I said, and I think, I, I think we may have mentioned this on the previous show, Kate, but I, I've said that if we go up, we go up. But if we, if we miss out, 
but it means, uh, Dave, that the following season we go back stronger. I would sooner that happen than, than end up being a Norwich or a Watford. Well, I don't think we would end up being those. I think uh, we've got the manager now. We've got the money coming back. I think we'll, if we weren't, went up, we'd stay up. But whether we'll get up is another matter. I'm kind of just pleased to have as many strikers as goalkeepers now. I mean, you know, you, you can't win things without strikers. And we seem to have been shy till today. Um, yeah, nothing's but, come good of the striker signings, has it, really? No. I mean, I know there's not many about because it's a tricky position to fill. But we have to do it. Well, we will be coming on to Perlo actually talking about oh, him later. Yeah. Um, That's a worry, isn't it? Rather be yeah. Oh, Oh... I think it is going to be a, a, a problem position, to be honest with you. Kate, I mean, I am really, really excited by having Enzo in place. You know, I think it's it's the sort of signing we needed having come down. But are we looking and thinking, well, he'd only been assistant manager as if just for a season with, with Pep. Yes, he'd won the treble. Yes, within six days of lifting the Champions League, he was walking through the door at Seagrave. But what experiences you really had once you get past that excitement what is the actual you know real um what's the word i'm looking for you know what, what what's reality is it you know are, are we built again but we've said this about players are we building enzo up because i'm going to come on to the game in a minute but do you think do you think we are um no i think because of how he's learned his craft under pep um, I think it's justified to think that he'll be half decent. I think Pep has a very strong personality as a manager, very, very disciplinarian, and um, it's his way or the highway. And I don't, I, whilst Brendan was like that, I don't think he focused on the stuff that he should have been focusing on. Whereas I don't think Enzo appears to be like that. He wants to play a Pep style of football. But you could have argued, you can argue it's a punt because any any manager with any experience is a punt. Brendan Rodgers was a punt. It was well expensive in the end, but it was a punt because we didn't know. Um, but the similar way that Arteta was a punt for Arsenal and look how that's turned out after leaving Pep. So as long as he's he brings positive football that actually suits our team, and I'm hoping that he's had a lot to do with these five new signings, he's building the team that he wants... And he's not just going to be a Brendan and just shoves personnel in the wrong positions. Then it's quite exciting. I'm, I, I feel like he is disciplined. It was a worry when um, John Terry and the guys came in and said that our players were lacking fitness. I'd like to think he'd sort that out pronto during pre-season. But we've not had that many games. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, it's, it's a punt. But I think any appointment's always a punt. It's always a punt. And you've just got to hope that it suits our play and suits our players, really. Brad, do you think we we need to be playing games for fitness or could you not just have them running around the pitch for, for an hour every, every morning? I think you need to be getting that competitive sharpness because that's what it's more... That, that's where the... The, the, the match side of the pre-season really takes effect, isn't it? We know it's fitness. We know it's just to get them playing a new style because, you know, we're, we're, we've got a new manager. He's got a new way of playing things, which is very refreshing, not just from a fan's perspective, but clearly from, from a player's perspective. You, you've, you've heard that in the interviews. They're all raving about it already. So, you know, some of them un, 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 
unprovoked by a question and not even being asked about it and already mentioned it. So that's the majority of what we're using this pre-season for. But yes, it, you know, you ask any manager and any player of the game, they will tell you that fitness is all well and good, but you need match sharpness. Mm. You know, you work with, you've got to remember that you work with these players day in, day out, and they probably have like a six or seven aside game at the end of it as well. They know all, you know, the goalkeepers know where the striker's strong spot is and vice versa. They know where the, you know, because they know his game plan, they know what they're trying to defend against. What you need to know is how other teams are going to cope against you. And if there's certain areas that you need to work on where they've figured it out quickly or we didn't change it, you know, we didn't go through the gears as smooth as we'd like, you get to see that. It, it's all well and good doing it 7v7, 11 and 11, playing the under-21s, but you need to be playing oppositions that are, are completely foreign to what the, the Leicester style of play, just so you can see how well it's progressing. That, that's really where it comes into, into a positive. Dave? Leicester for life, and good evening, Leicester. Um, Maldivi gives me Lockman stroke Tete vibes. I mean, I'm confused by that, because Lockman I thought was very good, Tete I thought was shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he means. (laughs) I'm not sure I was as fond of Lockman as you guys. I know what he'd done at Fulham, and and then that dropped off. And, yeah, he had his moments for Leicester, but regular, considering we were looking for a... A winger, um, you know, he he didn't. I thought you just removed him then for that. I don't know what happened. Yeah, no, click the wrong button. Carried on talking, you know, didn't matter really. Um, I don't know. I wasn't that enamoured by him. Um, I wasn't. I wasn't enamoured by Tete apart from no, one I'm game. Him, to be I, honest, I, I, I came off thinking that am I watching a different game because people were raving about him, and I'm not there thinking. Why? You know what I mean. But the argument is that, um, you know, like I say, he didn't uh, he didn't get a chance. Lee's in. Good evening, Lee. How the devil are you, sir? Welcome, uh, welcome along. Let me just put Kate back into position, otherwise I'll get confused as to where I am. Uh, probably just giving her a, a confused her even more now. Uh, and Lester says, "Where's Eagle Piggle? You don't want to know where Dave's got his eagle." Um, <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's waiting for Dave. It's waiting for this Dave. Is, the granddaughter's here, so Eagle Piggle's gone to bed with her. Hopefully, she'll stay quiet. Okay, she probably talks more sense than we do. I um I did read today on social media. KDH did an interview, and he was saying he was saying he was loving how Enzo's ideas are getting across to the team, and he really likes the way he plays football, and yeah. he wants them to play. Which is, I think, because I think KDH is a massive part of our future, and I think he'll be a star next year. Um. So that's quite encouraging he, to hear. He wasn't happy under Rogers, was he? He didn't seem to be the same player. Uh, the second. I mean, season. taking that point on, Kate. I mean, Rogers had this. Uh, uh, um, was known as being this great, you know, coach for young players that he would bring them through and he'd make them into great stars and what have you. But it seemed to be with look like the likes of Thomas, KDH, Barnes. He'd get them to a certain level, maybe a, maybe a six. And that was it. He couldn't take them any further. But I think if a manager can improve you, and I think if he, if players are talking like that, then the players are obviously agreeing with the manager and are taking his ideas on board, then they're all working as one. Something we didn't really see much of last season. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think he's obviously showing passion in his idea, conviction in his idea. Um, and I think the problem with some of the younger players, I think Thomas and KDH in particular, I think Brendan gave them too much football. I don't think, you know, when you see like the likes of Sir Alex Ferguson, he didn't, he doesn't overplay the under-23s because you can, you can play too much football and drop off. And KDH and Thomas in particular played so much. Thomas more through injury cover, but KDH played so much football. Um, I don't think it was necessarily a good thing for his development because if you have a shit game, which you're going to do, I don't think the younger players can cope so well with it. And Brendan wasn't that that arm round your shoulder kind of guy with them, it, it appears, that he didn't give them the But support. he had his favourites, didn't he? We know that. And... So, you know, I think it was Oliver Holt or somebody wrote um, in one of the papers that Rodgers did not have a smaller squad than any other team. He did not have a smaller uh, set of players that were fit. He just had a smaller set of players that he trusted, if you like, or he wanted to pick from. And that was the trouble. And he was also David Brent in disguise. Well, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll move on. We'll start on this on Brendan Rodgers. You know where you know where this is going to take us. Uh, look, we'll, we'll quickly get this out of the way because I'm going to be sat here talking to myself because none of you actually uh, bothered to get up to support your team on Sunday morning uh, while I was <laughs> getting a getting a ban um, pre pre season. <laughs> We, we look. I, I, I watched it apart from went out to reload my, my show because uh, YouTube uh, took me down. But we had for twenty minutes. I'm like, what the hell? Who is this team? You know, it, it's a this team in black. It's not Leicester. You know, I mean, Indeedy. My God, I mean, when we first signed Indeedy, I think we looked at him and thought, you know what? He's the next Canty. And he had some good seasons. Man United were rumoured to be after him and they want his fans wanted him. And then, along with a lot of other players, because of Mr Rogers, sort of went down the pecking order. But, my God, I, you know, but last season, Brad, you and me, we, we were not over-enamoured with uh, Ndidi. But this was a guy that was coming... He had more strikes on uh, on goal than uh, the Pats and Dacca did. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's amazing what can happen when somebody else takes the reins, isn't it? It's like a new lease of life. I mean, I was I was with with you throughout his entire career so far at Leicester with how we've changed our opinion on Didi. When he first came in, I was raving his praises and I was saying to people, "Look, we were, this was just at, like the cusp of when we'd lost Kante." Uh, yeah, this was at the cusp of when we lost both Kante and Mares, and we were saying, look, whoever comes in next, don't expect them to be the next Kante. And after about a season or two, I found myself saying, well, you know what? He might not be as good as Kante, but he's the next damn best thing. We've done brilliantly again. And then it just all seemed to fall apart over the last 18 months. I know he had a few injuries. Um, I think uh, Brenda's unwillingness to experiment or be very bizarre when he did experiment never paid off and it, it affected it and I, I have been able to see snippets of this pre-season and indeed in this new role it's like a new signing I know that's a cliche thing but the way he's gotten him playing and the position he's got him playing it's almost like he's played him into an attacking ball winning midfielder which is exactly what we had at the start because indeed he did used to drive forward didn't he Chris he used to he used to not only do the Kante role, but we got even more excited because, like, God, he's got the ball. Now he's going to run 20 yards of it and he'd give it to Madison or Vardy or whoever. And, and it seems like we've got that indeedy back with a bit extra. 
I, I was watching, as I say, that game, and I'm like, I literally was looking, and, and and I'm useless at looking at players. I could not commentate on a match because I can't tell you from <laughs> you know, I, I get Pats and Dacker and Kieran Dewsbury all mixed up, you know, so I'd be useless. And I'm looking, thinking, who the hell is that? Now, thankfully, I'd got a um, my, my earphone in, and I, it was indeed it, and I'm like, Wow, if that's how he's going to play, because he he dropped down. We were saying, well, Mendy first in, in front of him, possibly Chowdhury when he came back. If indeed he's going to play like that, he's got to be one of the first names on that team sheet. But for 20 minutes, the whole team was impressive. We had a goalkeeper that would actually kick the ball out a bit further than the first few players, and his distribution was really good, and he didn't kick it into the stands either. So he impressed me. Uh, when we got the ball... There was movement off the ball for the players, uh, and and it's actually, you know we were we were the better team. We could have been two 0 up, and then we had eighteen minutes where Liverpool just sort of I'd say stepped up a gear because we didn't allow them to win that first ten minutes. And then Dave, reality struck. Now I'm going to say a thing here, and I don't know whether you will agree with me or not, but had we come off that game and won it, say two 0 and on that first twenty minutes. You you could argue that we that we should have you know we could well have done if we had carried on like that. We'd have gone into the into next season thinking we're going to win every game and every team's going to just sort of you know bend over and move out of way and let us score. Is it you know very much a timely reality check for us? Yeah, I think so. I always like it in friendlies when things go wrong because you've got time to put it right. Um, I remember. Over the years, we had wonderful friendlies, played well, we've scored goals, and the season's disastrous. Um, arrogance, if you want to call it that, or cockiness, you know, it does set in. These guys are only human. I know they need success to to build success, but you, you've still got to understand that we're not there. We're not even close to being there yet. Uh, the team is still rebuilding. I mean, I think, was it, I heard Liverpool had about, 70 odd dangerous attacks or something to our 15 or 16. Um, and that kind of sums it up. And, you know, how many shots there? I don't know, 20, 30. We had about, uh, well, less than double figures, I think, didn't we? I think the thing um, is... Um, that kind Dave, of says it all, really. I, I didn't find myself actually looking and thinking, like, oh, for God's sake, Commanson, why didn't you get to that? You know, I couldn't actually fault him for any of the goals, and he actually did a few, you know, decent saves. Um, yeah, but it, he was under pressure, wasn't he, all the time? Um, you know, after Liverpool, that first 20, 25 yeah, minutes, yes, he yeah. was. Yeah, and we didn't, we couldn't deal with it, and we made mistakes, didn't we? Was it indeed for the second goal? Or to be honest like with that? you, once we started conceding, it was like watching last Leicester of last season again. Yeah, that's because we were just getting the ball and just, we were just trying to boot it, and we were panicking. We yeah. were we were panicking. It's like we'd poke the dog, but then we didn't actually like it when he started barking yeah. at us. Yeah, I mean the thing is, Kate, we actually played better. When because Liverpool made changes, they changed their whole team before we even made a substitution, which makes you think. And this is the last friendly for us because obviously we play Coventry on Sunday. Liverpool have still got a week or so, and they've got two friendlies to play. Um, was the, the starting lineup what uh, Enzo's got in mind for the starting lineup against Coventry? Because he stuck with it, 
was it you think, and I hate to say sound like Brendan Rodgers, but, you know, you're playing in Singapore, it's, it's a bit hot, it's a bit stuffy. They changed <laughs> all their players after, um, you know, uh, at half-time. We, we didn't. I think the only player that didn't change it at half-time was the goalkeeper, then they changed him in about 60 minutes. Um, how do you see that defeat? Um, well, I read Enzo's comments after the game. I think he was... He sounded a bit like you, like unbelievably shocked with the first half an hour and how well it went. Mm. Um, I think he said afterwards he was really pleased with how they, I think his term was, executed the idea, what he yeah. wants and how he wants to play. So I don't think any of us have any problem with having a core set of players that you would like to use, injury permitting, most games if you can, because there's going to be no Europe to think about or that kind of thing. Hopefully we'll have a couple of good cup runs. But... I don't, I don't see that as a problem, that your core players, why not push them for as long as you can before making a sub? Because you want the, you, the fitness part is key. The match fitness is key. Because next week, we can't have just 60 minutes in the tank, which we seem to have last year. We've got to have 90 yeah. plus some. And if they're going to be bringing in, I think I saw the officials, they're going to be finally bringing in the proper stoppages for, for injury time, including penalties, dives, everything. We might see games as long as 100 minutes like we did in the World Cup. So hmm. I think it's. it sounded like it went to plan. Obviously, the second half wasn't great, but um, I think he was very pleased with the execution of his ideas in what is a really short space of time. Are we, Brad, thinking, look, is it... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sound like Michael Owen here, aren't I? What's the saying? It, it's, um, it, it's a long race, not a short race. Marathon, you know the saying that I'm thinking of? Marathon, not a sprint. That's it. Thank you, Kate. You see, I know I brought Kate on for some reason. It's just all sense. We have to have more. She's the princess and to, to my Emily News and everything else here. Really keeps us under control. But, Brad, yeah, it is, it is, it is a marathon. So, and I'm worried that some fans are going to go, well, hang on a second. We haven't beaten Coventry. You know, we are, who, let's be honest with you, were within, you know, one kick of actually maybe themselves being in the Premier League. Uh, so should we sort of say, well, maybe if we don't get off to the best start, it's not the end of the world? Yeah, I mean, you're right. It, it is a marathon, not a sprint. It's 46 games, not 46 minutes we're playing next season. So the problem is, Chris, and I say this a lot on a, quite a few topics that are sort of similar to this, every fan base has a set of fans, no matter how big or small, they just wait. They seem to only follow a football football team because they enjoy failure. Some of them, if and obviously we don't want to lose to Coventry. Nobody wants to lose to Coventry. It's Coventry. Um, but if we didn't beat Coventry, you know, we got a draw, we were worse, we lost to Coventry, there is going to be a minority of fans that will moan and whinge and whine and say this and that was bad, terrible, this player's crap, this manager that needs to go and puts us all to sleep, doesn't it? Because it's boring. We're all sick of hearing it one game into a season and it'll happen. And even if we did beat Coventry, then maybe we only draw with Huddersfield. You, some fans uh, who might as well change their name to Pessimistic because they are always waiting to moan about something so they can be so they can say they said it first. Um it's not gonna be the end of the world. Of course it's not. At the end of the day, like Kate said, it's a very short period that Enzo's had not 
just to get rid of players and bring in players, not just to get the team up to scratch in terms of fitness and a new regime, but he's had so much hard work to undo all the mental draining damage that last season would have done to the players. You know, he's had to wipe that out of their minds first. And, and you know, and I, I, I almost feel like the, the knee's already starting to jerk that fans saw that Liverpool 4-0 and instantly went, no, it's going to be no different to last season because we lost 4-0 to Liverpool. Well, Liverpool. yeah, exactly. We, how many times have we... Yeah. We Even when we were accepted, finishing... We played Northampton earlier on we, we, in the scene. We beat them 1-0 and we, again, had we got the shooting boots on and maybe it was the fifth or sixth game, we'd, we'd have got a few more goals. But it was Liverpool. You know, this we are... If we could have beaten Liverpool, we wouldn't be in the bloody championship now. And Boris, I'm going to bring this up and I, I respect your opinion... But I do totally 110,000% disagree with you here. Uh, if the main attribute of a goal is ball distribution, then why not put Pratt in goal? The new goalie that's stopping leaves a lot to be desired at the minute. Now, I don't know whether we were watching different matches. And it is your opinion, and, and I respect your opinion. To me, I did not look at any of those four goals and go, wow, that was his fault. I didn't. And I don't know if any of you guys have seen the highlights at all on whether you w would blame him. I think he is yeah. an improvement on what we've got. Um, to me, he starts next season. Uh, Everson is, is the reserve ward, whether he goes or he's happy to, to stay and, and pop up now and again in, in the Caribou Cup. Who knows? But to me, he, he's a starter. He really, really is. Um but and I just want to say what um, this is going to be interesting because normally Brad disagrees a lot with uh, the the points that uh, that Jordan Blackwell from the uh, Leicestershire Live gives the players after a game. But he can't me disagree yeah. with Jordan Blackwell. Oh no, me and him are basically mates. We go back years. I never begrudge him in his rating systems. <laughs> but I think he's been rather harsh, to be honest with you, on a lot of. I mean. He gave the most he gave to anybody was a six, and I think that was 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 bad. We've got to remember that this was Liverpool. They finished fifth last season in, in the Premier League. Um, but I'm just going to go through a couple. Hermanson, his ball playing is way above anything City have had from a goalkeeper in the past year. Uh, with clipped passes to full-backs in midfields completed with ease. There's some... Inventive saves too. The Dane denies Tobolsky with a leaping header. <laughs> he actually did. He, he, I forgot that. He actually saved with a header. Um, but the, to Castagna gets a three, um, which, yeah, wasn't his best game. Vestergaard got a four. But I'm going to ask you, Dave, because I know Brad will shoot me down if I ask him. Um, look, Vestergaard, he actually looked all right. Well... I didn't see much of him, actually. Um, <laughs> obviously, didn't go to the Caribou Cup games or anything, but... Southampton, I thought he was all right. But, he was brought in, but then yeah. we never played to his style. No, no. Um, I thought, if it's the same guy I'm thinking of, Southampton over the years, he looked good coming forward, mm. but a little bit frail at the defence. But then, to be honest, we all were... Um, you know, there wasn't really anybody who can be blameless in defense last year. So, Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I think the fact that we've we've improved that is quite important. I don't know whether Suter's done something wrong. Did he Did he start? He didn't, did he? No, no. Um, no, he's not, he doesn't seem to have much of a look in. I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, he's, he's championship per experience, isn't he? So... Maybe he'll play in that. Christensen, you know, yeah. I don't know. None of them really shone towards the end of the season, which is why no, they didn't. But like I say, in yesterday's game, I mean, uh, Stuart says here Vestergaard made three important blocks. Uh, uh, and Kate, uh, just saying what Jordan says here, uh, he got a four. He won headers in the opposition box and pinged a few fine long balls to the, to the wings early yeah. on. Uh, he was caught flat-footed for Jota's goal and gave the ball away time and time again in the second period, occasionally making up for it with, a de- with decent blocks. But then everybody did not play well in the second period. It was the proverbial game of two halves. Has he got a future? No, not for me. I can't. I, I don't think he's anywhere near a footballer, to be honest. He's very flat-footed. He is very flat-footed. I think his distribution is actually OK. I think he can actually ping a pass better than most of the defence. But I just I can't get my head around how he doesn't win balls in the box enough, given that he's got about a six-inch advantage over everybody. He doesn't use his body enough at all. Um, he's just so slow. Even in, in the Northampton game, I went to the Northampton game, he was just so slow and ploddy. And th- there's just no room for him. And, yeah, I just can't. I can't see it myself. But I do agree with which one of you said about Suter. I don't think Suter, I think Suter's going to have to really fight for his place. So I think Fast, Cody and Doyle are going to be the favoured three. He's definitely going to play Doyle as much as he can because there'll be some kind of agreement there. Um, I just think uh, I just think Suter's going to have to really challenge for his position. And after that, I don't think Vestergaard may get some cup games. I hope he goes. I hope he gets a transfer. As long as his wife's not about to be having another baby anytime soon, hopefully he'll go this time. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you, Mrs Brad. Uh, <laughs> Callum, Callum Doyle, Brad, or, or should I say Mr. Kate? Yeah, Mr. Uh, Kate. He spread out to the left wing, uh, left, uh, sorry, he spread out to the left well early on to make himself an option for Hermanson and did well when he had time. But he looked among the most panicky of the City players when Liverpool pressed hard and he only got a four. Yeah, again, you, you probably sent these players out with cold shivers down the spine, some of them remembering flashbacks last season. And, and unfortunately, this shows that the mental scarring from last season was still there because how many times did we find ourselves sitting there thinking, oh, good 20 minutes, good half hour, we're looking good, we had a few chances and then, you know, the tornado, the hurricane and the twister all hit us at once. And when that sort of happens, it doesn't matter if it's a friendly, a cup game or a league game, you, you, you just lose that momentum and it kills you. And 
And that's when you start second guessing and doubting whether you, you know, what you're doing. And, and like you said, jittery on the ball, passing it too quickly, passing it aimlessly. It It's one of them that the effect um, kind of um, goes on. I'm not really ultimately surprised by some of the ratings from what I've been able to grasp from the game and little highlights package that Leicester had to throw together for it. It what doesn't sound as bad as the four 0 scoreline by any stretch of the imagination, but it does sound like there's still that there where if it does go a bit all Pete Tong, you know, it takes them from us thinking, Oh, sixes, sevens, maybe even eights if this continues to oh, it's another three and a four performance. But take it as it is. I mean, even one movement We're not gonna play many Liverpools next season. Well, there is that. And also, you have to remember, even when we qualified for Europe, we took a spanking off Liverpool 4-0. So, it's not like it's something we're not used to. We've had 4-0s, 4-1s, 4-2s and other results against Liverpool. So, yeah, it's nothing that we're not used to seeing when we you play a ridiculous side mm. like that. Oh, no, sorry. As Klopp would have you deludedly think, they're a tiny Burnley club on a small shoestring budget. Sorry, I forgot Klopp thinks that's Liverpool. It was a strong team as well, wasn't it, Chris? I mean, it wasn't a reserve side or anything like that. No, it was a very, very strong strong Liverpool starting line-up. Which that first first 20 minutes, because it was that strong starting line-up, gave me faith. But Dave, I mean, the question I've just put up there, uh, should Enzo be picking one-to-way players? When I say one-to-way players, and somebody said, oh, how do we know these players one-to-way? Well, we want them away sometimes, as in Vestergaard, because obviously we've not got his fan club in tonight. But when it's this close, when it's this close, do we, should we be picking Vestergaard? Should we be picking Castagna, who apparently wants gone? Um, Kelechi and Acho, who, who, who um, Sean Dyche is still sniffing round. Um, should should we not say, well, look, you know, I mean, he, he's come out and said, look, if you don't want to play for me, that's fine, go. But you know, why 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 is he picking? Should we should we be picking these players? Well, I think everybody deserves a chance, don't they, from day one. Um, if they've told him they want to go, I don't think he'd pick them. But clearly, um, you know, as Kay said earlier, Vestergaard's sort of edging his bets. Really, he gets paid pretty well. Why would he want to leave possible success? Where would he go? Who wants him? So, you know, you'd rather draw your salary and, and be part of something that's quite exciting than bugger off. Um, and I think that's probably what everybody's doing. Um, just I just guess I get sticking that. around and see what happens, yeah. Would you be picking them, Katie? Um, I think we have to be mindful that there's a lot of gossip out there, so it's not necessarily the case that Castagna wants away. That could be just vicious gossip. Um are you saying that what what we read online and in the newspapers is not true? Potentially, <laughs> apparently, possibly, oh. maybe. You're talking um, to someone who worked in the newspaper business for twenty years. It just depends. I think yeah. we have to we have to remember sometimes that it's just a job. So as yeah. long as you show commitment, willing, you turn up, you earn your keep, you mm. are focused and want to perform and succeed. Like anybody in life, if anything better comes along, your head is going to be turned. I don't ever question players for that at all. That They're human, and you always want to do the best option for yourself. So I think if Castagna, it sounds like he had a terrible game yesterday, but if Castagna 
doesn't want to play or has the attitude of that. I actually got quite a lot of confidence that Enzo would say, well, just don't bother then. I think he, mm. I think he's got the potential to be quite cutthroat. So, but if you, you turn up and you've got the right attitude and you want to play, but I just don't want another Yuri, you know, because Yuri t- turned up, trained, wanted to play, but ultimately his heart wasn't in it. And, and you do tell, you can tell sometimes with competitive sport if your heart's not in it. Mm. I don't think Castagna is necessarily in the right right position as well. Dave, let me come back to you with this one. Um, we touched on it before. I, I mean, look, Vardy, he, he's about 390 now, isn't he? I mean, you know, he's in his last season. He's not going to be playing 46 games plus the Cups. We know that. But at this rate, I mean, he's just got injured. And when you're that age and you get injured, you know, you and me, we're both of a certain age. I've got a cut on my finger that when I was 20 would have healed within two days. It's been like two weeks now, you know what I mean? It, it takes longer to get over uh, injuries. So we may not see much of, of Vardy at all. And I thought Daka could really come into to his own this season. Saw nothing, and I know you didn't watch the game, saw nothing that convinced me that he is going to be the player. In actual comp, it looks like Enzo wants to go one up front. So it's going to be either Patson, Patson, unless we buy somebody, Patson, Daka or Inacho. Inacho can't play one up front. Um, Daka, he he has been, he's a big disappointment. Do we need to go out and buy a striker? Well, I've always said we haven't got enough strikers, but especially guys like that. I mean, Daka, yeah, great disappointment. He had a good European start, didn't he? And kind mm. of didn't take off. Um, but I, I don't think last year we played their football. I mean, we won the league with Vardy playing onto through balls. Can't think of many we've played when Vardy was on the pitch. He was defending more than attacking. Daka's the same sort of player. He's got pace. Um, okay, he'll probably miss more than he scores, but he can he can beat defenders. But we didn't play to his strength, so I'm not quite sure what to expect from it. You know, you, one up front, I don't know. I'm probably a bit too old-fashioned for that. I think you've got to have at least two up front um, and a winger. Uh, I, I don't know. Again, you seem to have the bit behind a, yeah. a front striker to support yeah. that, do we? Well, Inacho was that guy, wasn't he, for a while with Vardy. Um, they did it a little bit. Madison was supposed to be that guy, but he played in white. Mm. which uh, seemed a bit pointless. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if, if indeed he's doing what Chris says he's doing, then maybe he's the guy. Brad, do you think if Inacho, and I want Inacho to stay, I don't want him to go, um, could he be, I mean, let's be honest with you, we scored for fun in, in, when he was at Man City, but then who wouldn't? Uh, he never, you and me could have put our boots on and scored a few goals for Man City in that team. Um, I don't want him to go. Everton are sniffing round him. Does he really want to go to Everton, who are probably going to come down next season? Um, is, could he be adapted into that number nine role, do you think? Yeah, I've been saying it for a while now. If 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 you want to get the most out of Ian Acho, he, he plays well from getting receiving the ball deep. You look at his goal record, and you'll probably find that if you look to the, a heat map for where he scores most of his goals, the majority of them come 
either just inside or at the edge of the box. I mean, I remember a, f- a, f- a very few games that he, he, he'd score a couple of goals and they were out. It, 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 he'd so lackadaisical. I think that's what frustrates people. He seems to do things with such an ease, it looks almost lazy. I mean, I remember, I don't know if you guys remember, was it like 5-4 game last game of the season against Spurs a few years back? I think he scored a hat-trick or he got two. And he side-footed them, pinpoint, into the bottom corner. But he's just side-footing me, thinking, you're so lackadaisical. And it's just his game. And I think he reminds me, not in the same style, because obviously Okazaki had a lot more pace and, you know, it was like a jaw cell battery. No wonder he kept dying on us after 70 minutes. But he, he, he played that role, didn't he, for Vardy? He was like that filler gap where... Yeah. If Vardy had to do a little bit of tracking back, you'd give the ball to Okizaki so he could hold on to it, so Vardy could run past him, so then he could get the ball and, and, and Vardy would score. And maybe, just maybe, if you think of Dakar in the same vein as Nacho, that they need to have a run and they need confidence to get the best, best out of them, if you play Nacho in that number false nine role and you play Dakar as that lone striker, you might just get the click that you need from the pair of them. And this is all dependent on, for me, whether or not Ian Atcho says, okay, I'll sign a two-year extension. And even if he says, I'll sign a two-year extension, but if we don't go straight back up, then I'm going to look elsewhere. I wouldn't care. You know my love affair for Ian Atcho. Let's leave that there before it becomes a rated 18 show. Right? But I honestly think if you found a way to put them both on the pitch at the same time, you could leave Dakar up front. So we... Sorry, but whenever you, whenever you start eulogising about... I know, I start... I, I, I can't help it. He's just such a lovely person. He's my favourite Leicester player for a long time. Like, leave me and my man crush alone, OK? <laughs> That's just how it is. But honestly, if you look at where Ian Acho is at his most potent, he's picking the ball up in between the halfway line and their box, he drives at the defence, he has a shot, and it goes in. That's why he scores his goals. That's how he does it, and that's how and he gets it. His feet is exactly know, big guy. He's actually got a really yeah. good touch. You know, he is. And, and you look at Chris. You like to use just just quickly. You use this game as an example. His four goals against Moscow. What were they? Moscow? They were balls. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, you, you did. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know what Moscow. I meant, cheeky. Yeah. You know, yeah, I wanted to be posh and say Moscow. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Moscow. Four years, it's taking you to be posh, mate. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but his goals, all of them, were a ball straight in front of him that he latched onto because he's pace. He's got pace mm-hmm. for days. He ran through him. He went, "Thank you very much." I'll even take it round the keeper at one point. I think he did it for one of the goals. I went, "See you later." That's a goal because that's what I do. If you can play them two in tandem, I think we've got a hell of a season of them two as a as a strike force if you will in that in that sense i want to put this one up um because i i don't agree with this at all but i'm going to want, i want to try to take a back seat uh kate so i want to give you uh full full whip on this one um if i can just find where i put it uh we know boris is a big vardy fan but vardy should uh just play away games he loves to wind up the opposition fans and leicester fans love it too when he does can he play 23 90-minute games? 
You would argue not because of his age. However, if you're thinking about things from last season, I think last season was a complete red herring because we didn't play the style of football that suits Vardy. Vardy five years ago would have struggled last season. Mm. Um, I think if he can stay fit, I don't really know. What is his injury at the moment? I don't know. I didn't even know he was injured, to be honest. Um, But I think... It's the style of play that suits Vardy. He's learned over the years to conserve his energy. He doesn't run around like a whippet for 90 minutes anymore. You see him hang back and, ready, and literally ready to time the run because he's got the intelligence to do so. So if you can time and you know do the, the strategy to suit Vardy and the formation to suit him, I can't see why not. I would rather not him him not play full 90 minutes, even 23 games at 90 minutes. I'd rather him either be an impact player at certain points against certain teams or an hour player, 60, and then see what happens. But it's just really hard to tell where Vardy's at because he was completely wasted last season. I think I, I think he was one of the ones that probably stood up to Brendan a bit. You, I think there was quite a famous photograph of him giving Brendan eyeballs as he walked off the pitch once, wasn't there, last season when he got subbed. Um, mm. I think he was one of the probably the few that probably spoke out. But you can never drop Vardy, um, so I think it's just we just have to see what happens with him. It'd be interesting to really see where he's at, fitness-wise and age-wise. Just checking here, you were asking about um, James' injury. Uh, Enzo said Jamie's okay. He just had a very small problem against Leuven a week ago, but he was on the next pitch running and training, so it's okay. It was just a small problem, and hopefully he can be with us in the next days. But is he, I mean, I said this last season, uh, Kate, is he the sort of player now we've got to look at using him uh, maybe just for the last 15 minutes, bring him on when the, when the defence is tired? Yeah, um, I do think that. I think that with Nacho a bit as well, and not because of his age. I find I find Nacho, to watch him, if, you watch, if he plays for the 90 minutes, I think he loses concentration after 60. I don't think he can focus for long periods of time, and that's come, sometimes he's undoing. Mm. Um, so I like to see Nacho as a bit of an impact person as well when players are tired. But I think it, it's just difficult to know because Vardy can hit you fresh within the first ten minutes and hit and you know hit you like a train because yeah. people won't expect it. That's what Leicester used to do. They used to come out the blocks so fast, and then you can take him off at halftime if you want. I'd love to see that. Dave, we've got to just say whatever happened last season. We've just got to erase it, haven't we? We can't ever use. <laughs> It's yeah. the yardstick for anything, can we really? No, no. It's interesting the Nacho comment though about the ex- um, concentration, because at Brighton he scored, or Pat uh, scored in the first few minutes, and then after about 50, 60 minutes he just went away with the fairies, and that's when he missed his two or three good open chances. Um, and I've never really thought of it like that because you assume these professionals, you know. Mm-hmm. They might be able to give it 90. Um, but, yeah, I've noticed that looking back a few times. Vardy, me, I'd play him from the start and I'd keep playing him as long as he can do it. I really would. I, I know the impact thing's been a big deal with Vardy, but I've seen him come on as an impact sub and do nothing because it takes him, you know, I mean, 15 minutes, 10 minutes. What can you do in that? Nobody's going to be able to come on and unless they're really lucky. Uh, change a game, and it doesn't. It doesn't happen very often. I, I think Vardy's our main man, definitely up front, and I think he should play. I think, he, then, I think he's wise enough to know when he can't. Yeah, he'd yeah, say, yeah. 
I can't, yeah. I need to come off or I'm not, yeah. I can't do it this week. Yeah. We haven't uh, actually got a young squad, as it, uh, looking down here. I mean, let's, no. just, let's just have a look. I mean, Ward's 30. Um, even, I mean, even Evenson's 26. Um, well, we won't include Smithies. Um, Cody's 30. Um, Vestergaard is 30. Sorry to mention him again. He's 52. Um, Come on, he's 52. <laughs> no, there's 52-year-olds out there, Kate, that are him. I'm not saying that. Yeah, in fact, I've, I've watched some games of walking football, Kate, and I thought they were quick compared to Vestergaard. But, I mean, Vardy's 36. So he'll be turning in June. So, yeah. Um... 37 in January. Yeah, it's January. Yeah, it's in January. His contract finishes in June. So he'll be 37 for half the season. So, yeah, we've got to... We've, 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 uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, but let, let's... Like you say, there's no point bringing him on for any length of time if we're not going to play to any players... Strengths, right. which we obviously didn't last season. Jimmy uh, Anderson is forty-one yesterday. He so, was, yeah, Jimmy. It's all relative, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's still going. Right. And Broad retires at thirty-seven, so it's all different. Who was forty-one? Sorry, we, shh, shh, he won't click on to what we've brought into the conversation. He won't know if we don't speak any more of it. I think we've got away with it. He was forty-one. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yes. A professional yeah, athlete. Coach, right. Yeah. The TalkSport Fan Network is the ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Including Leicester Till I Die, independent analysis and reaction for the Foxes faithful. The TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Follow the podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Well, Jimmy, Jimmy. So yeah, let's get let's get back to football. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, what? <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. We'll behave. We're back. We're back. Sorry, sorry. There we go. Look, if you're going to be naughty, that's what happens. You're going to sit sit on the naughty step for a minute, Brad. What was yeah, it? away with it, Brad. Drop the C bomb. Wasn't allowable. Okay. Um, look, we know that Vardy should be then back for Coventry. Connor Cody, though. Doesn't I mean you know it, it's the curse of the preseason friendly, isn't it? Um, yeah. With with, with yeah. Connor Cody, uh, if fears Connor Cody's injury is not good, with Leicester City still awaiting the results of a scan on his foot. I mean, how long does it take to? They've got Billy Seagrave. Surely they've got a scan machine there. Um, they must have had it by now because that was a few days ago, wasn't it? Yeah. This I was a... this was yeah. this was written on yeah this was written a few days ago, but no, yeah. but no update though. That's the thing. No. Um, Which is bad news. Off, um, yeah, it's when we played Port FC. So if he doesn't start, I, I, I want to come to you, Brad. Even though I hate you because you were talking cricket. Um, it's. Who do, who do you play if there's no Cody there? We've got no Evans, have we? We've got who's the experienced defender we put in? Even even Daniel Amart is left. I mean, just who is who is there there that we can use in that well, position? The, the, this is a slight problem that we were hoping not to have this season. I mean, obviously we know Doyle's going to go in that team, and you'd imagine Faze is going to be the secondary one in it. Now, does it change Enzo's slight tweak of the plan for for Coventry and he only goes two? I, I, I can't see a way that he does that. 
Well, I mean, we've seen what he's been able to do with Ndidi. Maybe he's secretly been working on making Castagne a centre-back, being as he loved being up face his arse last season and played centre-back for what it was worth last season. So, I don't know. Ultimately, that might be why, you know, as much as I don't want to see it, that might be why Vestergaard's been propelled into pre-seasons that are more strenuous. I know, Kate, I know. But situation we find ourselves in... I, I I don't know if he's been forced into playing it because the one thing that baffles me, Chris, is the reason I've not mentioned Sutar is because, you know, I know Brendan had a way of baffling us for things he said. I mean, he blamed the heat when it was a windy day against Brentford and, and, and stuff like that. But Dean Smith actually came out and said the reason Harry Sutar wasn't going to get paid for a game after playing either the Sunday game or whatever it was, is because he was too tired. Now, that begs the question that somebody who spent a few seasons in a championship, played far more games in a championship, is too tired. Now, I know there's, they say there's no smoke without fire, and they also say you shouldn't read every, you know, believe everything you read, contrary to beliefs of the journalist and expert in the room in Chris. But a lot of rumours are going around that he had a he, he he's had a slump. He's he's thrown his toys out the pram. He's had a mardi and he's not really fitting in with Enzo. He's rubbed him the wrong way or something. And maybe that's why he's not been featuring so much in pre-season because Sutar. It sounds like the obvious one you put in there and give him the leadership because he's a championship experienced player. But it, it it's not. This isn't a, a new thing. This is something that seems to have been happening since we pretty much signed him that he's not in there. So. I would say in Suter's defence that he did a very serious ACL in November 21 and he missed nine months of football. So when we signed him, we knew he was still in recovery from the ACL. And I know Brendan and a couple of others had said they were wary of him playing too much football because he was still recovering. Yeah, I mean, the biggest problem was as well with that, Kate, is they shot themselves in their own statement. What were we told about Christensen? He'll take a couple of weeks. He won't jump straight into the team. I think that lasted about 37 minutes before he came on and made his debut. You know, same with Faze. We chucked him on when we were 6-2 down against Spurs. I don't think he's had the best rub of the green. So, I'd be surprised if Vestergaard comes in. But from what I'm seeing and hearing around the pre-season and, and the players getting the minutes... Kate, we may be sobbing at the end of the commentary game because Vestal has been playing. I best get like a free Krispy Kreme at the ground or something because I'll need Oh, that. I want a free bus pass because if he's that old and still play football, I don't know. Look, I Dave, all qualified. Dave, JJ's an interesting one maybe to come back. That'll be good, yeah. I mean, get, we did, get him we playing. Rogers, didn't we? We we were we were bringing players back. We said this not the not last season, but the season before. We were playing, bringing players back in the red danger zone when they weren't really ready to play, but they had to come back and play because the other players were injured. But look, Dave, I want to just say let's let, let's let's give Vestergaard. Look, he was a Premier League defender. He was bought by uh, a manager who had chased him for two seasons, but then when he actually bought him didn't play a formation that suited him. Um, a new manager comes in. How often have we seen it where a player that wasn't performing suddenly starts playing well because that you know manager comes in, gives them the confidence, maybe even say plays, plays a style that suits him and gets the better out of him, a lot better than probably the bell ended. Uh, <clears throat> I think we're wishing for Christmas here. 
Um, Vestergaard isn't really a centre half, is he? I mean, he's. What is, what is he? What is he? I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Keep it clean, you two. Keep it clean. He is a thief that's stealing a living. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it'd be easy to knock him off the ball, and and the championship isn't going to be quite as soft as the Premier League, so he's going to get a lot of stick, and it'll be knocked off the ball easy, and it'll be uh, no. I mean, I'd play him up front. See what happens. And give him the Matt Elliott role, stick him yeah. up front out of the way. Uh, he's about eight Steve foot tall, isn't yeah. it? No, all right. Uh, no, I'm being serious. I mean, I can't see it. I really can't. I hope I'm wrong. I, I think he's so. been badly. I think he's really been badly done by. To be honest with you, uh, maybe, but he, he can't play. I don't think he's hey, doing himself any favours. So has been badly done. Yeah. By what? His own talentlessness. Wow. Words up, you know. It's not I tell you, Kate had her alphabeti spaghetti for dinner today <laughs> with that one word. Uh, uh, um, look, I yeah, I think he has because, like I say, you you it's it's a bit like you know when when Rogers bought Samari, he bought him in and they said, "I want you to play as a box to box midfielder." And he said, "Well, I'm you know I'm not a box to box midfielder. If you wanted one of them, why didn't you buy one of them?" You know, there were other options available. And we've played him as a centre-half and he looks nothing like a centre-half. i tell you what he does look like. He's very good at it because he doesn't move like one either. He, he makes a very good lamppost. Yeah, so oh. that's about it. i tell you what, send them to Luton for their new stadium up there. He can hold a lamp up in the corner and they can gather floodlights to play the first game there. He'd be much useful for them. I don't think Samara's a midfielder at all. I like Samari. I, I really? think he's severely underrated. I think he. I think he is a player that has been done done dirty by Brendan because, like you said, Chris, he came in. We got told by all the close reporters and the people that would have looked at him and how he played at Lille and went, "Oh, he's an advanced midfielder. He likes to get on the ball, he likes to muscle them off and, and and drive the force forward." And Brendan went, "No, he's not. He's a short stop that's going to stop them all going through." It's like no. No, no, Brendan, that's not what he is. And I'd it, like to see him this season. Tanner who said that he spoke to, to Brendan and says, why did you buy um, Vestergaard? And Brendan mm, says, well, he fits into the style of play that I want. And Rob Tanner says, yeah, but you don't play that style. Is your, yeah, yes, I do. Yes, I do. And then never played him. Um, yeah. And he did this, he had the same questions asked for him about Samari after a couple of games. He goes, Why are you playing Samari in that role when he'd be surely he'd be more suited alongside Yori? And he went, No, I've I, I want my players versatile. It's versatile when you buy them when they can do two jobs and telling someone that's like telling me, who's never ever worked as a, a owned a business at all, to Brad. You stack boxes. Now I want you to be versatile. Go and manage this company after three days at a job. You're going to get no results out of me, aren't you? Why would Dave, you expect that from a player? Dave will remember this because he's, he's of a similar age to me. Um, when Liverpool were dominant, pre-Alex Ferguson, Manchester United were forever playing catch-up. And they would go out and they would buy players, not because... They wanted them necessarily, or they were the right players. It was to stop other teams getting them. And they would just go out and they would just pick these players. 
but they would never, no, no, anywhere near winning the league. They won the odd cup here and there. And I think a manager's got to come in and says, right, this is the way I like to play, whatever formation it is. And then you buy those, pick those players. It's like an England manager. You know, he, an England manager has got to say, this is the style that I like to play. Yes, I know that he's a very good player, but he doesn't play a role that will fit into the style I want to play. So I'm not picking him. Surely that's what the managers have got to do, is it not? Well, yeah, but, you know, we... <laughs> We're in a funny position. We just lost the whole backroom staff to pick players and to go and find players. So we ended up we ended up getting substandard players for the Premier League. Um, you know, you could probably name six of those guys in the squad last year. They shouldn't have been close. But what Rogers didn't do, he didn't pick the players that that could fit in, like Mendy, for example. I mean, I thought Mendy was brought to replace Kante. Uh, similar type player, similar looking player, similar speed around the pitch, but he hardly got a game, did he? No. Um, and Samari got a game instead. Well, why? You know, that's got to be the question. <laughs> that was so, the question we all asked when Brendan Rodgers last couple yeah. of seasons, wasn't it? Um, was, you got to say, who was picking the players? Who was finding them? Who was recommending them? manager? I mean, we had a long time without a... Uh, I mean, we've got to say now we have got Martin Glover, who obviously came from Southampton, but has got a good reputation. He was on gardening leave this time last season. Yeah. Um, right, I want to just quickly touch on this before before we round things off, Kate. Um, Joe Perro, I mean, again, as you would say, you know, one newspaper says one thing, one newspaper says another, but a lot of um, the papers that are of, of the areas that have been leaked, so like the, the, the Mercury, there's the Leeds paper, um, the Italian papers. It looks like he's staying at Swansea. They want apparently 20 million quid for him. Now, if he's going to get, he scored um, 20 plus goals for the last two seasons running. So if, uh, and if you're watching Dan, Check your facts and figures. Um, if um, only those that watched the show yesterday will know that. Um, look, it, it, to my mind, apparently nobody really wants to pay that sort of money, but that's what um, uh, Swansea want. The agent's not happy with Swansea because obviously he's got. He, he said he's not signing a new contract, so he'll go for nothing in a year's time. But if you're in Leicester's position. And we've done some good deals. Twenty million pound. If he's going to get you twenty goals a season, do, why don't we just go in and go? Look, is the check? Because that's not what we do, is it? We don't ever succumb. Whether it's going out money or coming in money, we never succumb to what the the other team wants. So we're very hardball in terms of the way we do transfer business. So well, we did with Perez, did we? Thirty million pound get out clause. First thing we said. Give you thirty million. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, I think we should pay it. I think twenty million for yeah. a proven striker in that division is quite hard come by. Um, I'm hoping that that's not the end of the saga. Really, maybe it will rumble on a little bit. Maybe the player can dig his heels in a bit. I don't know. I think I think you're foolish to turn down fifteen million, say, rather than get nothing next year because Swansea aren't a dead cert for top six, and yeah. it's a lot of money for them. For ultimately getting nothing next year, whether Bosman ruling screws over the lower clubs, really. So, um, I, I would do it, but then I'm not 
the owner and I think we play very hardball when it comes to stuff but who knows we could have someone else up our sleeve um the player might not want to come he might well, be personal that, requests, isn't personal yeah. requests might be out of out of our remit the personal terms mm. there's, there's a lot to it isn't there really his agent might be a complete idiot and um, there's lots of things that come into it with might might yeah. it's a given isn't it it's part of the it is, uh, it is with, with the but, really, isn't it but yeah, yeah it, there's a lot there's a lot to it but they're foolish to turn down anything north of 10 million if you're getting zero next year yeah yeah Brad, would you would you just go and give twenty million? Is he the player for you? The, the thing is, uh, I'd, I'd like to kind of do a Dave here and avoid answering the question for just 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 sixty seconds, Chris. <laughs> the, the the same could be said about the saga with Ian Acho, couldn't it? You know, the second we were helpfully linked with the Swansea striker, Ian Acho was going, um, you know, was going Notts Forest. If you read your emails from uh, Nigerian princes, that is, or as I should say, Nigerian papers, he was going out the door. Mm. Then that died off. Then the rumours started again about the signing the guy from Swansea. And suddenly now Sean Dice wants to use his shoestring Everton budget to bring him in for £10 million. Now that's sort of died off. It keeps getting a little bit of a flick of a flame. But now all of a sudden we're not, you know, this guy's staying at Swansea. Swansea's perspective... Stubbornness is going to cost them, like Kate said, anything north of 10, 10 million pounds. It's going to cost them that if they get too stubborn with him because he's not, if he's genuinely not going to sign a new deal, they're going to end up with Yuri Tillemans on the runs um, because he might down tools a little bit, not put in the effort, and then he'll, he'll, he'll come to whoever he goes to for, for nothing. So it won't be such a big deal. Um, the thing is, for me, this always on Ian Acho and Dakar. If one of them is not sold, I don't see the need this season to bring him in. And like you said, Chris, yes, it's a risk for Leicester to do it because he could change his mind and sign a deal in the long run. But right now, if words are to be believed that he's not going to sign a deal, and that means Swansea losing for free, you get Ian Acho, you get a year out of him. He he leaves his contract. He leaves his contract, and then we take him on a free. It might just be worth the wait. Because unless one of them leaves, too many cooks spoil the broth, as I say. I know Dave wants about 750 strikers. Um, but realistically, with the style we're playing, it's one up front. So we don't need more than three. I, I really don't think we do. And we've had a youngster in, in the preseason who would step up as a break glass in case of emergency. So is it vital to get him and pay it? Not unless we sell somebody. First, not Dave, unless all moves on. Dave, we need a we need a twenty plus goaler season striker next season or this yeah. season now. Uh, have have we got one at the club? I don't think we have. No, not at all. No, and and I mean, okay, we've got to sell somebody. Um, I mean, what's the news on Chowdhury? Do we know anything happening there? Yeah, he's back from yeah. his own. That's all I can tell you. Yeah, so we, yeah. yeah, so nothing's <laughs> happening there. I mean, I, I, I really do think the, the amount of wages we're saving, or have saved, the money we've got in, um, yeah, I'd do it. I would do it, because all you need is a couple of injuries, Vardy to get out for another six weeks. Um, yeah. You know, Iniacho or Daka. Daka seems pretty injury-free, doesn't he? But not good enough. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely would. Is Daka the man for you next season? Sorry, is Dak the man for you next season, Kate? 
Um, no, I don't think so. I don't think he's quite proven to be the Premier League uh, striker that we wanted him to be, and I just don't think he's hard enough for the Championship. You've got to have you've got to have some real steel in you, um, and I'm just not sure he's got. I think he's got the pace. I think he's got the ability, but it's it's quite a niche area that he works in, and you've got to everything's got to come together for him to score. Whereas I think Vardy can make stuff out of nothing, or at least was was able to. Nacho's a bit similar. I've not we've just not seen Daka ever score like a you know a screamer or a turn turn nothing into something type of player and, and fight for his you know he's always seems a yard off or a bit doesn't want to get hurt a bit like Harvey Barnes used to really so I, I, I think he'll struggle I do think he'll struggle but having said that the defenders will be slower so he could he could look like an absolute Linford Christie compared to some of these defenders this year I think he's got the speed I just don't think He's got the the, the, the end product. He's not um, been given a run, is he? As we've said before, he's, he's not been given a run. And it, it's hard as a striker when you're so cold. It must be really difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get that. Just coming back and giving you the last last word here, Dave. You knew, you mentioned about wages. Um, players that have gone out this season. So these are wages that we're not having to pay now. And, and there's a lot of high, not necessarily... Good players, but a lot of players, as we know with Leicester, were average on very high wages. Johnny Evans has gone to Man United. Tete was released. Uh, Mendy released. Bertrand released. Amati released. Tielemans left on a free. Soyuncu left on a free. Perez left on a free. Uh, George Hurst has gone. Uh, Madison for, and, and Barnes between them for £80 million. That's a hell of a lot of money we've saved on wages. I mean, Callum Dale's coming on loan, so that will be minimal wages we're possibly playing. Uh, certainly not full. You're not telling me that Cody Winks or Hermanson are going to be on the same sort of wages as like the Barnes, Madisons, and um, and um, Evans. So yeah. we've got that money in the bank, haven't we, uh, Dave? You think so, wouldn't you? But you just don't know. I mean, we've we've supposedly in loads of debt. Um, so maybe that's gone towards that, but you know, what? What? <laughs> I think Brad wants it, to comment on that. So let's just is give he, him. Is he having a stroke, or is you want to say something? No, we've taken out a loan. We are not in debt. You can't be in debt and pay off one hundred ninety-six million in the same week. We were stretching FFP rules due to yeah, our failures yeah. qualifying. Okay, York. You and me will just take a seat. We'll let those the owners. The owners paid off that debt. The club was in debt. God, they still paid it off. The club yeah, they itself is. Yeah, but we're still able to function a way to pay these wages. We're not an Everton. We're not six hundred million pound in debt and paying six million of bloody week on wages. It, it, this was the misconception everybody had. Everybody hears the word debt or FFP, and they suddenly think that the club's financially bankrupt no, and ruined. No, no, I was always on your side on that one, if you remember. Very true. All right. Yeah. Okay. Good boy, Dave. FFP oh, is like more our enemy than our debt. Yeah. Chris is reading a book. It's so pop up pictures. I'm surprised he's learned to read words. <laughs> so have you finished? Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Me and Dave always have to have a little backwards and forwards just to just 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 a handle. I like to whine sometimes when Dave gets on the back. If I've got a dog, I'd go taking it for a walk. Can no, I say I was very concerned that Philbert Fox was in Southeast Asia? I'm not quite sure what the point of that is. Publicity. That's all I'll say. 
Yeah, but he shouldn't be out there on his own. Oh, right. And if he was there, why wasn't Diggle Piggle there? On his well, own. That's tickled me, that has. What was that, Kate? That's tickled me, that has. He shouldn't be out there on his own. Bless him. No. Oh, you said that was Vicky the Vixen. What is yeah, that? maybe they live out there. That's why you had Vicky and Dennis, didn't you? Do you ever remember the little, like, three or four-bit comic strip that used to be at the bottom of the team news on the matchday programmes? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Anyone, they used to be brilliant. <laughs> All I will say is that if they're not there on the opening match day, they've been eaten. Well, I think we <laughs> yeah. I think that's what I think that's what that Top Styles mascot must have done to them. <laughs> remember him? Yeah. <laughs> I still say, does anybody not remember a talking of mascots enough? You've taken me to you've taken me down a YouTube rabbit hole here. <laughs> Just like YouTube, you're taking me down a rabbit hole. Does anybody remember that the worst mascot I think ever, which was West Bromwich Albion's boiler? Oh the boiler. Yeah, yeah. The boiler. <laughs> 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 by a boiler oh. and it was it was a boiler. <laughs> I mean even oh. Arsenal's Gunnosaurus isn't as bad as that. Yeah. Isn't, isn't there another one that's like just all yellow spikes and really like scary looking oh, face yeah. on him? I think yeah. that's a Scottish one, I think. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's, it's freaky. It... That must scare the kids. Oh, was that probably, Dave? Probably a fifth one. one. No, that's just Dave on this channel. We're on about we're still on about the mascots. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for your time. Uh, do stay in and have a chat afterwards if you want. Um, I would like Brad and Dave anyway, because I just want to talk to you, but you're welcome to stay as well, Kate, if you want. Otherwise, if you've had enough of us, you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, no, actually, I hate to depress Kate even more, but could she stay on for me to talk for a minute or two? And you, Dave. I want to what both of you. Don't oh, get your hopes up, Chris. You're not invited. <laughs> You don't, you don't, you're not going to be talking quizzes, are you, here by any chance, Brad? Chris, could you just... Well, if, 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 if I say that and Kate bugs off, then I know her answer to my question. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. If you'd like to stick around afterwards, Chris, because I feel left out here not inviting anybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am going to be up early in the morning, so I can't stay yeah, out good late. Point. No, no, good point. Oh, God. You got a note? Have you got a note? If you got a note for saying what's like, trouble is, have to wake up, make sure he's on air. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he has to get up to. He doesn't even wait now for me question. He just sends me a message at like a minute past seven, a thumb. Yeah, it's working. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's only right. lasting a week, mate. I promise you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very, very much. We will be back on. Well, in fact, Brad will be back on Thursday with Craig, hopefully. Um, it's one of the things I want to talk to you about. Um, and you'll be the, the leader of the quiz, the leader of the quiz, the, the oh. one that knows his stuff. Um, oh. we've been talking Coventry with I believe I don't know if you reached out to him yet. The Coventry, family. uh, I've, I've been sorting not just uh, not just trying to sort things out for for the uh, for the previous show. I will reach out to the the, the, the person sent to thanks, like Chris, yeah. but also for those that uh, are involved in that, I've been busy getting everything organised for the Predictions League. Uh, uh, I think Kate Nate sent... Is Kate in the Prediction League? I don't know. Kate? No, she's not. There you go. She's not in it. But uh, I'm just waiting on a few people. I'm not, I'm not angry. I'm just very disappointed. Put that lip away. <laughs> <laughs> that don't get you no brownie points giving us them sad puppy dog eyes either. Uh, 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, so you've still got two days. Follow Brad at uh, at Foster. Yes. Oh my God, at Full Time Focus on yes. Twitter or X, whatever the bloody thing's and, called these days. And if any, and just to be clear, for anybody who's maybe going. Well, I'm waiting for Brad to say something. I have started a Prediction Leagues group chat. Now, if if I've made a mishap and not included you in the chat, do, yeah, probably have, I probably have, but just send me a message saying, Oi, Brad, I'm not in the group chat. Can you add me to it, please, and I'll get you added. I'm not sending you a message. I see you here. I'm not in the group chat. Oh, you, you. I don't care about you, mate. I'll dock your points. I mean, I, I, I check your results. You just don't like the competition, That's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> You're <laughs> right, <laughs> <me>, Chris. <laughs> Silly name for Twitter, I think, X. Um, mm, but the problem yeah. is, I've, Elon Musk, I think, is a bit like me. He, he did come out, and I, I've had the same problem. I only know 26 letters of the alphabet. Don't know why. Anyway, on the... <laughs> But said he'd come out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, mate. It's these oh, trousers. <laughs> um, on that note, we're going to places we don't want to go. There's ladies present. Um, thank you, everybody, yeah. for watching. And thank you, three guys. I will speak to you all in a few minutes. Take Bye, care. Everybody. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Vestergaard rules. Yes, I can say it now. Vestergaard to start against Coventry. Get rid of them lot. They don't know what they're talking about. Get in, Vestergaard. Um, oh, my God, the numbers are dropping. Anyway, thank you so very much for everybody that was uh, watching today. Uh, next programme is 8 o'clock on Thursday. It is the preview show. We will be getting uh, Craig in, hopefully. There will be a guest from uh, Coventry City. But, again, it will be on this channel, which is the LTID TV 2 uh, or plus one minus five divided by six and a half. LTID TV, the quiz show. Thank you to everybody that was watching. If you've been listening on the podcast, I really do appreciate that as well. Thank you for lending me your ears. You can now have them back. Uh, uh, I won't see you on Thursday. I'm not sure if I'll see you on Friday for the Prediction League um, because Braddy's doing a lot of that. So um, I don't know when I'll see you again. Probably for the watch along on Sunday if I don't get banned again before then. Uh, thanks very much. I've been Chris. This has been LTID TV. This is Arnie. Good night. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too or I'll be back. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping. And you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.